You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For everything, for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome into the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you as always. It is game week. Colts, Vikings coming up here on Saturday. We will give you our thoughts on that game. We also discuss a potential rumor of a next Colts quarterback. There's some odds out there saying that maybe this quarterback, a big-time name, if he does leave his current team, could end up in Indy next week or next year, should say we'll get to that as well. But we figured instead of breaking down Colts-Vikings in a game most of you don't care about, let's start looking head towards the future. Let's start kind of talking about maybe the Colts actually finding their next long-term quarterback. And so we bring on Eric Adam, who does a tremendous job at NFL Media doing not only NFL, but NFL drafts up as well. So, Eric, we really do appreciate you uh, giving us a few minutes here. Welcome to the Blue Horseshoe Pod. Thank you for having me, and uh, happy uh, early holiday wishes to all you guys and all the listeners out there. Hope you guys will uh, uh, be have a safe and uh, fun holiday that, uh, I don't know, maybe includes a few more losses, better draft position, and uh, somehow <laughs> yeah. more cap space. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what you guys might want for Christmas, you know? I was just going to say, well, I think if you good. give Colts fans four losses, they'll take that right now. It's like, forget <laughs> right. Cole in the stock, and that's like uh, – the biggest present you could get outside of a quarterback. If you're going to tank, which, just tank all the way, right? I mean, they don't don't half-ass this stuff, right? 4-12-1 sounds a lot, a lot better than 8-8-1, eight, eight that is for sure. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so for Colts fans wanting a quarterback this offseason, a lot of them and all of us have been starving for one for the last few years. Yeah. So the guy, obviously, everyone circles in this draft class coming up is Bryce Young. And so for me being an optimist, Eric, I am still hopeful there's a path for the Colts to get Bryce Young, and that is this. The Texans, being the Texans, maybe find some sort of flaw with Bryce Young. Say, ah, oh, you know, we'll, we'll try Will Levis or anything Richardson, anyone about Bryce Young. And the Colts maybe, get, you know, could trade with the Bears if they get the number two over pick, kind of pave a way to get number two and get Bryce Young. Sure, yeah. Is there anything in your mind, kind of early scouting-wise from Bryce Young, that would give the Texans pause about maybe skipping over him at number one or maybe even gives you pause about him kind of being the best quarterback in this draft class? Yeah, absolutely. There is. And, and I, I'm consider me a fan. Like I, I, you know, getting to watch him last year during the Heisman uh, campaign. And then this year as well, you, you see a lot of creativity. He's clearly a thinker. Um, there was a reason why he was, you know, I believe the highest rated quarterback in his recruiting class or certainly one of the top ones. And, um, you know, he doesn't really fit the modern mold of quarterback in this, in one sense, which is not, he's not really a scrambler. Can he do it? Yes. He's excellent at avoiding pressure, and there was a lot of it the last couple of years. Alabama's offensive line wasn't as good as it as it has been in the past, but um, you know he doesn't often use it to do more than you know, say Joe Burrow or even a little less. I, I, but the biggest concern, I think, uh, and they kind of go hand in hand, are the size. I think he's going to measure in around five ten and a half, hundred ninety pounds, something like that. That's just a ballpark guess. Um, and if you're not Kyler Murray. 
you know, you better be Drew Brees, right? So that's kind of the, the, the question there. The second issue, again, which is sort of related, is the shoulder issue that he suffered this season and, and played through and admirably um, kind of holding this team together with, with his late game brilliance and, and you know, his, his processing speed and, you know, being able to make lemons out of or lemonade out of lemons, I should say. But the shoulder does worry me. And, and if it doesn't pass medical muster, then you have an issue. Then the Texans may veer off of him and say, hey, do, do we trust a, a, a slot receiver sized quarterback to hold up, you know, behind a line that gave up nine sacks in a game this year? I mean, you know, whatever. whatever. I'm not the Colts, but, you know, the, the Texans. So, you know, there, there's questions about him, but I, I love the way he approaches the game and the way he thinks his way through games. I think uh, the shoulder thing just makes me cringe right away. I hear that <laughs> sure. attached to the quarterback right now, and I just can't. PTSD, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I wonder, from my own eyes, I, I see a little bit of Sean Watson when, when I see Bryce Young. I, is that a crazy comparison? It, as a thrower and a quarterback, absolutely not. I mean, I don't think he's going to be able to scramble the way Deshaun did, you know, obviously in his college career and early in his NFL career. And uh, But – yeah, I mean, I think there's there's some overlap there. I mean, what you know, what always excited me about Watson was that he was willing to take chances. You know, and that that the offense that he ran at Clemson, while maybe simplistic in some ways, also kind of played to his strengths. And you know, he had great talent there, but also, you know, I think we probably looking back made a little too much out of his senior season interception total. And, and if you went back and watched some of those, you said. I put that on the receiver or that that's a questionable play call with this coverage, whatever. There were a handful of reasons why he wasn't uh, maybe responsible for all of those. So yeah, I mean, throwing wise, I could see some of the similarities body wise, a little smaller, but not terribly, you know, I mean, they're, they're very thinly built kind of guys. Deshaun's just a little taller, but yeah, I mean, I could see that outside of the, the running element of his game. What's your take on CJ Stroud there, Eric? He's, I think, presuming the number two guy in this draft class. Mm -hmm. He struggles sometimes in some of the bigger games. What are your thoughts so far on CJ Stroud? Yeah, he's great if he doesn't have to play in uh, the the Northwestern rain game. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was an interesting watch uh, or wind and whatever they had that day. Uh, no, he. I, I think CJ is is a pocket quarterback who thrives when conditions are, you know, as close to ideal as as you can have them. That's my biggest worry for for me is that when things kind of broke down, when there when there was uh, pressure, when uh, you know a receiver fell down, when you know when anything kind of went off script, I didn't see the same kind of creativity and you know sort of think on the fly uh, ability that that Young did, um, and to a lesser degree that Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and some of the other quarterbacks did, uh, but I think some of that can be kind of programmed in a little um it does it does worry you it doesn't necessarily have to be an intrinsic trait in a quarterback but it certainly needs to be developed and you know if you put him with the right kind of offensive mind that asks him to do the things that he's really good at I think he could be highly successful the guy that I keep kind of coming back to as a comp is Jared Goff and look you know obviously Goff's sort of been up and down in his career and had some high moments and followed by some low ones and Sean McVay moved on from him and you know that there's some some stigma that goes with him but look at the season he's having look from about week you know I don't know 12 or so last year till now and you see a good quarterback a functional guy who 
you know, throws with rhythm, throws with timing, puts the ball largely where it needs to be. Uh, when, but you know, when when the weapons are not there, is he going to win games for you? Probably not. So that's kind of what I'm left with. And of course, Goff was the number one pick. So, you know, would he go there in a redraft? I don't know. I'd have to look. But that's there's always he leaves me wanting a little bit more. But I also feel like the floor is relatively high for Stroud. I don't know that he'll ever he'll be a colossal flop. I just think that he may not be a superstar. That's, I guess, how I look at it right now. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think that uh, I guess the thing here in India is he'd have perfect weather conditions at least right. half the year. <laughs> uh, so there'll be one, a, one bonus for him. Uh, Will Levis, seems like he's kind of on the rise. You just hear his name a lot these days. What do you think about, about him? And, and how much do you factor in kind of raising a program like Kentucky that he's been a part of? Yeah. And I mean, I really appreciate what, what Stoops has done there and, and, you know, the, the kind of offense they've built there and you know, obviously heavy use of the run game. They've had, you know, big funk, you know, functional run blocking offensive linemen there, you know, multiple runners, um, you know, some talent receiver, but it, but it's a lot of it is sort of scheme driven and, and quarterback driven too. I mean, Levis was asked to do a lot. Some of the things that he wasn't ever asked to do in his in his brief time at Penn State. Um, but when you got to see him, especially 2021, I thought the tape looked better. The stats are better. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I'm terribly down on him, but I have questions. You know, I mean, the 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 first loss of the year, a couple of crucial time, you know, fumbles yeah. that were at the worst times possible. Um, you know, some of the games where he couldn't put opponents away. Um, he also took a beating this year too. I mean, that's one thing that I think that requires some context. There were a few games, I think the Missouri game in particular, where, you know, you saw him kind of dragging himself back out every single time they got the ball. And you thought, you know, I, he's, he's really a tough kid. I think that's a, it gets lost a little bit in the sense that, you know, it's sort of like with Josh Allen, right? I don't know that we recognize just how tough he was until he got in the NFL and started trucking people. Now, I don't necessarily think Will Levis is Josh Allen, but is there a poor man's version of that that he could become? Sure. Yeah, I think so. He's He's got good arm talent. I don't know that he has a howitzer, but he's got a strong enough arm, I think, to throw and, and thrive in this league. He's a big kid who's, like I said, we know he can take a hit. He can evade hits. He can run uh, pretty effective as a design runner and as a scrambler. Wouldn't say he's ever going to be a massive threat in that regard, but it's a part of his game. Um, but the inconsistencies do kind of worry me a little bit. Uh, you know, I'd love to have a situation where, you know, I, I counted on one more year of my quarterback uh, and I had the pick necessary to take him. And I think that would be the ideal team. But then again, a, a team like the Colts would probably look at him and say, Maybe we're willing to do with him what the Bills were willing to do with Allen, which is work through some of the issues and let him figure it out on the field. You know, and by year two, year three, you're going to see something potentially really special. Will Levis has been a name, Eric, that's been mocked at least early on so far. The Colts a lot. And, and yeah. for at least some of them I've seen, like he's the second quarterback off the board. You're right, there's inconsistencies. It's a little frustrating that, you know, it just it doesn't put it all together like uh, too often of a time. If the Colts do, let's just say pick seven or five, whatever it is, and Bryce Young is the only quarterback off the board, would you have right now Will Levis as your number two guy overall, or would you have someone else there? Yeah, I haven't obviously finalized all that. Uh, I've just been starting to make calls on some of these guys and in, in, in the last two to three weeks is what I would say. 
Uh, and opinions are split. I mean, there are some people who really love Bryce Young and there are others who have the questions, excuse me, that I brought up. Um, there are some people who think Levis is the best quarterback in this draft. And, you know, there are teams, I, people that I trust that I don't think they're just giving me a, a line to overinflate a prospect, which is I'm sure happened in the past, but knowing where it came from, knowing that those teams, particular quarterback interests, not being all that high and knowing where they're likely going to pick in the draft. I don't, I don't think there's a reason to think that they're just, you know, selling me a, a line here or whatever. So I would say I wouldn't be shocked if Stroud ends up below number two in my final rankings, but there's something to be said about a, a reliable quantity, a quality, you know, I mean, I think he's got right. something about him that's dependable enough to where you feel like you're not going to get a, a bust per se, but I don't know. I, I, you know, Anthony Richardson really is the, the, the wild card here because he's absolutely screams first round traits, but you know, you're going to have to live with some, some misfired passes and, and some, some stuff that he's going to have to grow with on the fly. I think. I was going to ask about Richardson because I know, you know, he is the wild card, but there's another name that, that hasn't yet declared for the draft is, is kind of, uh, I've heard his name a lot on Twitter lately, Washington state's quarterback, Cameron Ward. Yeah. What, what do you know about him and, and where do you think he would fall if he does decide to go pro? Yeah. I, you know, I love the story. I mean, you know, came from, from incarnate word and, you know, Washington state, we've had, uh, a few quarterbacks there, Luke Falk and, and uh, Gardner Minshew and stuff back in the, the leech days, rest in peace, uh, Mike. But, um, you know, Ward, you know, obviously in this transfer port portal era, I think has really helped himself by, you know, by getting to to move to a bigger stage. And, and he's had some impressive games this year. I mean, you know, again, toolsy has the athletic ability, can sling it all over the place. It's not a big guy, but there's there's something there that really is fascinating. Uh, you know, he did have the late fumble, I guess, against, I think against Washington. I'm trying to remember the game now, but um, kind of a thickly built kid. I mean, if you saw him and didn't know what position he played, maybe you'd guess uh, strong safety, weak side linebacker, running back, that kind of, you know, for, for a college level guy. But So not massive, but thickly built, I think, which is, is going to help him out. And dual threat guy, you know, I think is did enough this year that if he came out, he wouldn't be in a bad position. Um, you know, I'd love to see him go back and, and potentially work himself. I think he's got one more year, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but um, yeah, I would say his, you know, you combine what he did at the FCS level and then, and then also what he, he did this season, you know, still a little bit of an enigma, uh, but, but somebody that absolutely I'm excited to kind of see uh, on this stage eventually, whether it's this year or next. Going back to Anthony Richardson, Eric, I know it's early. Is it fair to kind of characterize him as maybe the Trey Lance of this draft where you kind of mentioned like he has some first round traits and you watch him, whether it's his running ability, whether it's just his build, his arm, like there is a lot where it's like, wow, this could be the guy, but also whether it's decision-making, whether it's inaccuracy, like it's very, it's all or nothing almost. It feels like at times, is this kind of like a, a you know, a wild card, if you will, like you mentioned that word before where it's like, it could be, he could be maybe the best quarterback in this draft. He also could be the worst and could be out of league in like three years. Is that fair to characterize like where it's like that big of a gap? Yeah, I think, I think, I don't know that I go quite that strong, but yeah, I mean, that that's, I think it fits into that, that, that slot pretty well. I mean, you, that's a, that's a pretty interesting comp. Now, obviously he's playing in the SEC versus, right. you know, FCS level, but yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying 
physically blessed, not a ton of experience, right? I mean, here's a guy I think who's thrown, I wouldn't, I don't even think 400 college passes. I don't know what the number is, but if, you know, it's under that, I believe it's in the three hundreds or something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, Lance, you know, you, you probably can't compare their stats, but they have very similar games in the sense that quality runners who that part of their game, I think is in great shape right now. Um, the ball security does worry me a little bit with, with Richardson. I mean, he's thrown a, a decent number of interceptions uh, and also fumbles uh, as a runner a guy who gets exposed to some hits and things like that. Again, you know, I, I, I remember watching the opener against Utah, you know, first class defense and thinking, wow, sky's the limit. You know, this is exciting. And then the next week he goes head to head against Levis and lays an egg. He didn't play well. There's, there was, you know, you kept waiting for that, that one big play that, and so he is streaky. Um, I think he had a bad game the, the week after that. Oh, I forget who they played. Uh, man, I can, I watched the tape too. I got a, a USF or somebody like that. Um, and then remarkably played better against Tennessee. You know, it's just, it's, it's frustrating a little bit, but at the same time, I a hundred percent can understand why, why people would be infatuated with them. You know, they just, you just don't build, you know, physical specimens quite like this every day. And, and, you know, again, even more of an example of what I said with Levis, which is perfect world. If you had somebody who could start now and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of ease him in over time. Remember, you know, Jalen hurts, got some series along the way until he took over. It was a week 13 or so or whatever it was in his rookie year. That might be kind of the path for for Richardson where he gets some exposure in regular season games, plays a ton in the preseason, and then you make a decision late in his rookie year, hey, do we do we want to get him out there? So, yeah, I, I he throws it so nicely at times, but also leaves you wanting more uh, in the turnovers or something that NFL teams are going to harp on. Last one for me, sticking in the SEC, uh, Hendon Hooker obviously was having a breakout season. Then you get the knee injury. I know there's concerns with his age. Yeah. Is he a guy that, you know, what round, I guess, would you feel comfortable taking a risk with, with him? Yeah, age, system, which I think helps inflate. Again, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I just think that, you know, what what Heupel's done there is is has to be factored in. He's not going to get those kind of free looks all day. And then also the injury on top of it. So those are, you know, three big question marks. But, man, the way he played the, the last two years has been pretty unbelievable. Having watched him at Virginia Tech, I had some friends who were on staff there. And, you know, I can tell you that he wasn't playing at that level then. And, and I didn't ever see him reaching that level. So it speaks to the idea that you could still grow at ages 23 and 24 and 25 as a quarterback. Like let's, let's not forget about that. So I, depending if he gets clean medicals, I think day two is reasonable for sure. You know, I don't know if it's kind of in that, you know, sort of Desmond Ritter range last year and last year was a little funky at quarterback, but yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say that, the injury has, has hurt him. The age was was going to be an issue for some teams. And the the system kind of at least puts in context what he did. And, and you know, you may have to question that a little bit. But he threw with confidence, ran when he needed to. I mean, there was, there was just so much to like about his game this the last two years, really. To finish up, Eric, you mentioned a point that's interesting before about, you know, some of the guys that are pro-ready are not pro-ready. The Colts are an interesting spot where Matt Ryan is under contract for next season. 
So let's say the Colts, if they are to draft a quarterback in the first round, it's not Bryce Young. Is there anyone else you think could step in and be a day one starter or for the most part, whoever it is, are they best served sitting behind Matt Ryan and kind of having at least for the most part of next year, have Matt Ryan kind of run it back and be the starter for the Colts. So you're saying, is there anybody else in this draft class who, who could? Yes, sorry. Yeah, I just want to make sure I, you didn't start talking about, uh, you know, some free agent or whatever. But, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I obviously, I think Colts fans are going to be anxious to see who, what the plan is at quarterback, right? And, and, if, and let's say they do decide, all right, one more year with Matt and he'll, he'll be ready to, to hand off to a rookie or something like that. You know, obviously, the longer it goes without them drafting one, if they decide round one and they, they don't have their guy there, you know, round two, they're questioning Hooker. What I think Hooker would be a good fit in Indy, but of, of guys we didn't mention, you know, you'd probably have to go down a little bit farther down the list to the point where I think Colts fans may be saying, what, what are we doing? Is this just a, a moratorium in the first three rounds on drafting quarterbacks here? Like, can we can we take one early? Are we allowed to? But yeah, Jake Hayner's a late guy that I like a lot. Yeah. I mean, he was more last year than this year, but still he's undersized, but I like his moxie and he's a, you know, he's a fun story. Um, and there are others obviously, but yeah, it would, it would be tough to get past that point of the guys we just mentioned and feel like you had somebody who was ready to come in as a starter, you know, like Grayson McCall transfers in the portal. Um, there are a few other quarterbacks who are going to, going to run it back next year that, could have considered coming out didn't but yeah i think that's that's probably where we're at i don't i don't know i'd have to give it a little more thought but right now more of the backup types or, or longer term development eric we do appreciate the time it's never too early to talk draft so this is kind of a, a perfect primer to kind of get us going here what is going to be an offseason just filled with questions and concerns and discussions about quarterbacks for the colts so thanks so much for kind of kicking it off here on the blue horseshoe pod uh, good times are coming. I, I promise you guys, they will. <laughs> we will be back. Thank you for having me. It was a great. It was a joy.